Quiet of the mall is in sharp contrast to the chaos happening outside, disturbed only by the occasional ingress of people trying to seek shelter. You, Dot, and others duck into a nearby corridor normally reserved for employee foot traffic. As Dot continues to try to treat the elderly man, it's not lost on you that those with poor timing are being pushed out of the mall by the police officers. These officers haven't taken notice of you yet, but a passing guard's radio tells you that the police themselves are evacuating for something called Phase 2. So, what would you like to do? I should note here that two people have also followed you in uh, this bathroom between you, Doc, the elderly man, and his granddaughter. Uh, these are two teens. Both look like they are maybe... 17, 18, maybe as old as 19, hard for you to tell nowadays, a young man and a seemingly slightly younger woman with blue skin. The man himself uh, has dark brown eyes, dark hair, and sun-kissed skin. The uh, woman, as previously described, has this blue tint to her skin, which is uh, a sort of new fad nowadays among the teens to dye their skin blue, purple, red, and this basically is the result of a product that they use that will dye their skin for several weeks uh, before finally fading. First, I'd like to check the status of the man uh, who we're with. Is he conscious? Oh, the man is conscious. Doc right now is taking out a sort of glue gun looking thing uh, that then releases this foam that he uses to seal the wound that's going to be able to uh, stop the bleeding and begin the mending process. It basically has all these uh, compounds that are, that are going to help clean the wound and such. Uh, he is definitely still going to need proper uh, medical attention, some sort of follow-up to this, but for right now this is going to act as a sort of painkiller for the elderly man. So he's awake. He's a little bit out of it. You think he's in shock, but he is, he's going to be okay. Sir, sir, can you hear me? His eyes meet yours very briefly, but he's otherwise hyperventilating. He is very concerned about his daughter. He's asking you about her, even though she is right there, barely out of his field of view. And she immediately rushes in, grabbing one, clutching onto one of his hands. And he is generally just hyperventilating and talking about how they need to get the hell out of here. Sir, sir, you're here. You're you're safe now. We're 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 not. We went inside. Doc here's looking at you. He's a, a he's a very good physician, and it's going to be okay. Your your granddaughter's here with us. Are you are you are you youngsters all right? Yeah, we're fine. Mind your own business. And uh, that was the young man who uh, says that. Well, I was asking both of you. How about you, dear? The young woman with blue skin um, 
meekly looks at you for a moment, leans in to whisper something to her friend, but then flashes a smile, nodding fervently. But she says, uh, well, we're in this shithole with you. Um, no offense to you, of course. Sorry, I'm not great with words right now. It's, it's pretty wild out there. Yes, no shit, dear. Don't worry about it. Uh, for right now, let's just focus on figuring out what we're going to do next. My understanding is, uh, well, we may be safe for the time being, but the pigs are probably going to head in here any second now. Yeah, I don't plan on being around when that happens. Come on, let's go. And uh, she just kind of snatches her own hand back. Are you crazy right now? The whole place is swarming with pigs. Now, you've got a point there. You're not wrong. Then again, you know, like my daddy always said, there is strength in numbers. I think we might do better off uh, altogether all the, um, what's this now, six of us, than on our own. Maybe a, maybe a bigger target, but... You know, well, again, like my daddy always said, they can't arrest all of us. I think I like this old lady. Name's, uh, name's Marius. Marius, I'm Dorothy, Dorothy Sanger. This is Doc. We've just met, uh, Tabitha and James here. You, young lady, what's your name? It's Lily, and she seems almost distracted. While you were introducing yourself, uh, she was, in fact, peering just a tiny bit out the, uh, bathroom door. What's out there? I don't know. These, I see some police officers, but shouldn't they be helping people? Uh, that's a classic rookie mistake, I'm afraid. It really just depends on, you know, who's watching at the time being and uh, what the circumstances are, the this and the that. Trust me, honey, when you've been around as long as I have, you'll start to realize these things. Here, let me take a look. You mind going over and um, just sitting for a second with James here? He's having something of a freakout. There's a solid moment there where it doesn't seem like she she's going to do it. And Marius just says, come on. Just go over. Uh, Marius himself is sneaking a glimpse outside before you pop your head out. That is what you're doing, right? You're popping your head out to take a look here for yourself? I mean, I'm trying to keep as low as a profile as I can manage while still be getting like right. an idea of the situation. Like, if I, do, if I, you know, I don't want to stick my head out and be like, hey, you come over here, but, you know. So, uh, you uh, slowly stick your head out. Um, to your right, uh, going all the way down, is a pair of large doors that in fact does like open outside it's a different entrance uh that maybe the uh employees of this mall would use right uh to your left is where the main lobby is of this mall and where the main entrance is and you see a couple of guards shoving like the last person out the door before finally like securing that main entrance door and they linger there for a moment uh looking out uh at the chaos of the west sands uh, square they would certainly have like a full view of it through the glass doors there but they do not seem to notice you i pull my head back in Okay. Well, it looks like there's only one way out for the time being. They've got the main entrance square-owned off. They just uh, brought the last few people who are still in here, but who aren't us, outside. Looks like there appears to be a, some sort of service entrance or something to the right. That might be our only way out of here, unless there's any... You know, this is, I'm assuming this bathroom is sort of a dead end here. I don't see any other way out. It's at this point that Doc stands up. Right now, he's actually self-diagnosing himself, running self-diagnostics, rather. Uh, one of his arms is pulled out of his socket, as it were, from an uh, earlier attack, if you recall. He says, protocol would require that I help those out in the square and report any deviancy to the authorities. If you are medically sound, then I must leave and see who will need my help. Uh, counterpoint, Doc, you work for me, and I personally think you going out there and alerting the cops to our presence would be putting us directly in harm's way. 
he frowns at you. Um, again, he is one of the newer Bioroids that actually has like the synthetic skin on his face and arms and such. And he says, I understand that, and I do apologize, but this protocol supersedes that. Let me lay out the details here, if you wouldn't mind, okay? I don't think a minute or two is really going to detract too much from your protocol. Fact. Outside, we've seen numerous police officers putting people into harm's way. In fact, we've seen them exposing people to toxic chemicals. We've seen them manhandling people. They've been manhandling me, your employer, and really just uh, making a mess of things. Now, let me put it to you this way. I, I completely support your uh, protocols, your, you know, raison d'etre for, you know, doing what you do. But that being said, is there anything against your protocols and you simply giving us about a five-minute head start to get out of here? before you report to the authorities. Can we not uh, make a deal, as it were? Dorothy, why don't you go ahead and roll for this? Uh, this is actually going to be easy for you because, yeah, you are the owner. You do have, like, this established relationship with this Bioroid. And uh, also, you're making a small request. You're not asking them to ignore the protocol. You're just asking them to give you a head start. And I feel like that was that's going to be way easier than if you had tried to argue for them to ignore their protocol completely. So uh, what we're going to have you do is roll a charm. And that's going to be, for you, two greens, one yellow. Uh, you're going to have two blue dice for that. And uh, you're going to have one purple die. Would you like to spend any story point? Uh, would it cost any more if I ask him to give, me, to give us to, that we better make it ten? No, I, I wouldn't think so. Okay. Just being realistic here, we do, have an el we do have two elderly people, one of whom is, you know, bleeding out of his gut at the moment. Well, actually, he's been, he's been closed up by now, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been closed up. He will need uh, more advanced medical treatment, but he's fine for now. But he's he's at first aid at least. So um okay. Yeah, I think um yeah, I know better than to try and fuck with the, you know, EULA on these robots. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and uh and just make this request. I'll make this roll two green, one yellow, two blue, one purple. Alright. Uh so that's uh surprisingly all cancels out to just four advantages. That's interesting. So Again, you need at least one success to actually be successful in the thing. Uh, so I think um, before we talk about what those four advantages, or maybe you want to do like one big advantage, is let's talk about what this uh, looks like. So I think Doc takes a fraction of a second. Like he barely gives you a, a second to think about it. And he basically says, I'm sorry, but I must follow my protocol. And he recites his protocol again. And he begins to walk out. Marius uh, seems a little flighty about this, and he exchanged a look look with uh, Liliana. What would you like your advantages to be? I've got my rifle with me, don't I? Yes. My four advantages is that Doc doesn't notice when the butt of my rifle uh, intersects with his neck. Okay. You're trying to knock him out, or at least buy yourself some time? Temporarily disable him, at least, you know, or some, some, in some such a way that, you know, if with blunt force trauma, if necessary, uh, such that, you know, we impede his path uh, for, well, the 10 minutes. Okay, I dig that a lot. You're actually going to roll melee, um, and you don't have any ranks in that. You are going to also roll with an extra blue die, and I think this is probably going to be an average check, so you're going to roll with two purples. Would you like to spend one of those story points? Yeah, I think at this point I may as well. All right, well, the threat, I guess, well, you tell me what the threat is, but I, I you know, 
obviously there's been we're leaving behind evidence of a crime so yeah well speaking of evidence so the above your rifle hits doc uh hard enough to cause him to jitter a moment and stammer and not like stammer like a human would but like a robot that's malfunctioning would uh, before he finally twists and falls and i think that's the threat there is that even though it sliced out for him officially, he's still recording for an extra few moments. So when he twists before falling onto his back, he does like catch a side of you that a forensics team might be might potentially be able to recover to identify like who did this to this thyroid. I mean, he's registered to me anyway, so you know, it's... <laughs> yeah. a bit of a sunk cost there. But um, all right. Well, is he still conscious as such, or just kind of? His eyes are open. He's not conscious as far as you can tell. But you know Byroids, it can be unnaturally still sometimes. Mary's is like, holy shit, you go, lady. And Lily actually like gasped by like the suddenness of it. Um, because especially since um, Doc falls with such a heavy thud. So uh, Marius uh, is like practically cackling as quietly as he can uh, at the side of it. What would you like to do now? I'm going to bend down, uh, you know, to, to Doc, and I'm say, I'm so sorry, honey. And then I, I give him a little kiss on the cheek, and I say, I just kind of smirk and go, Physician, heal thyself. The A uh, lot of you begin to leave. I, th- I think maybe you lead the way. So we get a shot of the corridor and the bathroom door, and then the bathroom door opens and you come out. Uh, you're weighing your options. Uh, the uh, police officers are there. They're like maybe 20 yards away before you just immediately do a bow face and begin heading down that corridor toward the exit. We see, like, a moment later, uh, Lily and Marius, like, sticking their heads out and sliding out, and Marius actually uh, says something that you you barely can overhear. Holy shit, I know that guy. I definitely don't recall him joining the police force. And uh, he's, like now trying to rush to get behind you and lily's like what's who and they're just kind of arguing a little bit back and forth and so they're falling very close to uh, behind you and then we have that final shot of the grandfather and uh granddaughter um duo leaving out from the uh, bathroom uh the elderly man is good good enough on his own to carry himself he is like somewhat clutching where his wound is other than that, um, the two of them like are practically hobbling behind you and try to follow you out. So you reach the door. It's a solid door. There is like a window in the door, door, and peering out, you see basically this staging area where trucks would be offloaded to for supplies for the mall. Right? You see a lot going on right now, and I actually want you to make a roll for me. You're going to be rolling your vigilance, and you're going to be rolling two purple. All right, one success. So, first and foremost, you realize that a guard's about to pass by the door that you're peering out of. Um, again, you haven't opened it yet, or so I assume. Uh, you're just kind of peering through the door's window. And so you, you duck uh, behind as this uh, security guard uh, passes by. Another crackle of the radio, and uh, you can hear someone calling out to Helms, uh, reporting that they have a live one, and they're asking their superior what to do. 
And this guy, this guard that's passing by is evidently that superior because he pauses in front of the door, back turned toward you, and says into, like, his little sh- uh, shoulder radio there, fuck it, just load him up with the, uh, with the others. And, uh, he then moves on. There are three large trucks, which is the max that this mall can take on. And, uh, two of the truck doors are actually already closed. You see a bunch of police officers in uniform. Essentially, you also see behind the third truck, getting loaded onto the uh, ramp, a bunch of familiar faces. Uh, and the reason why they are familiar faces is because they are the clones of society who uh, would normally be working around this mall. They are your clerks, your sale agents. Uh, they basically run this mall so that normal, real people don't have to, right? These, uh, these are like the menial, one. the menial jobs. We're not talking like you know the accountants and what have you. No, it looks like the highest ranking clone that you see there are basically they're called the handsome John models. Um, <laughs> that's literally their name, uh, and maybe one day you'll find out why. But basically, they tend to be the managers of these separate stores and stalls that you'll see in the mall. Uh, so you see a handful of them. There is one unfamiliar face among those group. Uh, this person is being practically half carried by uh, two clones that are flanking him and he looks kind of beat and he does not look like the other clones at all and he's currently being walked up the ramp with the other clones what do you do i'm at a bit of a loss here about how many cops looking around uh and taking a moment to count you spot about a dozen cops Hey, there's a dozen of them. There's five of us. And we're how far away from them? Uh, the trucks are a medium range away. The closest guards are is a single pair that's a short range away. I turn to my assembled party, such as it is, and I go, well, any ideas? Marius and Lily, they don't shove you out of the way, but they definitely like uh, aggressively try to peer out the uh, door's window as well. Uh, and they're trying to take stock of the situation. The James and Tabitha are nervously like looking over their shoulders. Thankfully, you guys haven't been spotted down the corridor yet. But Marius and Lily, they begin to spitball ideas mostly to one another and quietly. But you're you're still able to hear them. And Lily says, I saw a police cruiser just... Over there, they're not looking. You said you stole a car once, and Mary was like, "Whoa, Whoa, don't just let that out there." Yeah, I I may have joyride rode a couple of times, but I don't know if I could hotwire a police vehicle. I think I agree with the young man here. Plus, not to mention the fact that that's going to bring down significantly more heat upon us. My initial thought was maybe we had tried to do the same thing, but perhaps with one of those trucks. Or just try to sneak on as passengers, but I guess that depends upon the security detail. Are there any cops aboard the backs of these trucks, or are they pretty much unguarded? Uh, there, there's like a couple of cops like manning the ramps, and actually like the furthest truck that's already been loaded, like the doors are already closed and stuff, is already departing, and you don't see too many more clones left that are about to board this ramp. So the answer to like, I guess if you're trying to angle, trying to sneak on board the thing, I mean, you can certainly try. It's not that far away. Uh, there's only a couple guards by this immediate truck. What about some kind of a diversion? I guess that would be deception, and I don't have any of that. I have charm. I have charm. I have negotiation. You know what I could really use is some sort of convenient computer terminal or something like that to hack and, I don't know, cause a distraction or something along those lines. 
Only has story points. Only I had story points. So I'll spend the story point, and so that'll go back in your pool, but before you decide what you want to do with that story point, um, you turn in time to see a Doc hobbling out. He doesn't seem to notice you. He seems to be making a beeline toward the guards in the main entrance. He is like stuttering in such a fashion that he is going to attract the guards' attention any moment now. And so that's that's me spending my story point. So as back in your court. Damn, guess I'm not as adept at the old headbutt as I thought I was. All right. Well, nothing like a deadline, eh, kids? How are you two at lying? I would never. And as what Marius says, at the same time as Lily says, Marius is really good at it. Right. So, just making my way, you know, out from doing my shopping, you know, as as us old dears do, when this young hooligan stood me up with this rifle that he had, and I handed my rifle, I'm shouting, help, help, because, you know, obviously he already did something terrible to this poor old man right here thus attracting the attention of two upstanding police officers who come to investigate the situation, uh, only to be ambushed by his compatriots, these two young fellow female criminals. Eh? Marius uh, looks at the gun, looks at you, um, and you can tell immediately that he's not very comfortable around this gun. You figure maybe city folk aren't uh, necessarily trained in firearms like you had to be for the uh, farm. But uh, he says, I guess, I don't know where you're really going with this, but I don't think we have much time. And uh, he's like staring over your shoulder because I think your back is maybe turned toward the main entrance where the police officers are. And you see the two police officers confronting uh, the biroid that is yours. And one of them is saying something into like his shoulder radio as he makes direct eye contact with you. They are a short distance away uh, and he begins making his way over while the other officer is busied with the biroid what do you do don't worry uh the fact that you're nervous will sell them on it because you know you're a bold young man with nothing to lose and uh you know more confidence and than than actual skill anyway here we go help 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 i'm being robbed help 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 he's already got the old man help uh why don't you go ahead and make a Easy deception check for me, please. Uh, why don't you also give yourself a blue die? Holy moly! Alright, uh, yeah, so the officer uh, begins to uh, approach, and, he's, uh, and he actually seems to recognize the uh, kid. He actually uh, draws his gun on the kid. Uh, he's not going to fire. Uh, he's ordering the kid, Marius, to put the gun down uh, as he slowly approaches. I can't... Officer, he said he's going to blow my gray-haired little head off. I, I can't move. I'm so terrified. Oh, oh please do something, officer. Uh, are you sidling behind him? Are you standing still? Like, what are you waiting for? Like, are, are you looking for an opportunity? Around him, and also kind of gestured to um, Liliana and to uh, Tabitha to kind of, you know, come with me. Uh, Liliana doesn't quite know what to do. She almost looks like she's about to run for it, but sh sure enough, she sidles um, past the officer uh, and behind the officer as well, and so does uh, Tabitha. James is basically shaking nervously off to the uh, side here. Marius squints at the officer. Duncan? 
And that's when the officer, like, fires. And it turns out that he's firing a uh, taser. And so uh, Marius, like, hits the ground, like, hard once the uh, taser begins to take effect. What do you do? I grab... Uh, I'm assuming they're sort of next to me, Lillian and uh, Lilia, Liliana and Tabitha, and uh, I grab them and I bum rush this pig. Okay, yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and do a brawl? It's going to be two purple dice, uh, and also I'm going to spend a story point to make one of those purples into a red. Okay, and I don't suppose I get any blues for the assistance from these two. Uh, well, so here's the thing. Tabitha's definitely not helping out, and uh, I think Liliana is going to be more concerned for the reason why I flipped the story point, and that is to say uh, the other guard is um, finally, like, catching all this uh, and is going to uh, also try to join in the fray here. Uh, so no blue dice, no. Okay, here we go. One yellow, two green, one purple, one red. Boom! Oh. Everything's coming up, Dorothy. Yeah, two successes, one advantage. So, uh, you bum-rush the uh, guard, uh, merely putting him into a old-fashioned chokehold, really. You drag him back, he tries to, like, claw your hands. He's dropping his uh, taser, and so we see Marius finally stop basming on the floor there. And he meekly begins to, like, recover. Meanwhile, Liliana is... Essentially, she's actually... The only reason why she went in with you as you're, like, grabbing on is she's actually going to grab that pepper spray off the guy's belt and immediately spray the uh, other guard as you continue to struggle with this police officer. So this police officer moves in such a way where, like, he tries to essentially backpedal to ram you into the wall in order to break her hold. But he is slowly, like, losing energy here. What would you like your advantage to be? Dealer's choice. Because the other officer is going to still put up a fight, even with the pepper spray. I think your advantage here is that maybe Marius picks up the... Recovers and picks up the rifle and is coherent fast enough to level it at the other officer, who will then notice and, like, de-escalate. I need to go ahead and try to roll against you. Huh. I think what happens here is that for his advantage, while there's all this kind of yelling going on between, like, Liliana, not, like, screaming so loud as to, like, foil this whole attempt to remain quiet, but, you know, a lot of, like, hurry up, grab him, and that kind of stuff, the officer manages to uh, reach up, like, he's he's already given up at trying to pull your uh, hold away, uh, and reaches up and just m clicks his radio on for all the two seconds. Um, but that's enough for some sound to, like, get through. And uh, and then finally, like, it's lights out for him, and he goes slump against your uh, grip there. The other officer is, like, being held at gunpoint by Marius, who is staggering onto his feet, but still keeping the rifle uh, pointed at him. What would you like to do? Young man, I know you're only doing your job. I appreciate that. I, you know... If there's one thing I say about young people these days, is there's not enough of them you know, are willing to do their job and, and make a difference in society. And for that, uh, you, my hat's off to you, good sir. The trouble is, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And right now, we need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I, I think the camera 
is tight on his uh, confused face. And then uh, we cut to... Is, is Dorothy rocking a police uniform now, or...? Yeah, sure, why not? I seem to have the most gravitas of anyone in this party, anyway. Absolutely. So we cut to a few minutes later where we have a subdued officer who is, at this point, like, absolutely wrecked by the pepper spray now that his adrenaline's down and he's starting to sweat, so it's getting even more into his eyes. I think maybe Marius and Liliana lock him in the bathroom, and we see you now rocking a police uniform that is, uh, I'm not sure, it's, is Dorothy a big woman or she like i did name her after b arthur so she is uh but she really she kind of looks like my grandmother which is to say she is about nearly five foot no she's almost about six feet tall but kind of slender okay uh i I think the uniform mostly fits you then and i think marius says something's not right here duncan and then i i swear i knew the other guy from when we were in the courts, uh, courtyard earlier, I was, I was just telling you, Lily, that I don't think all these people are officers. I think I would know. And Liliana asks Marius what he means by this. And before Marius can actually respond, an announcement begins to play on the uh, loudspeaker. It's a pre-recorded voice uh, that says, all citizens of West Sands are to report to their designated emergency shelter. This is not a drill. All citizens of West Sands are to report to their designated emergency shelter. The commission has issued a state of emergency, and it, it goes on and it cycles through. And you actually hear a bunch of chatter on the uh, radio. Basically, all the other officers phoning in saying that they are about to check out. You don't quite understand what that means until you hear Tabitha coming back up the hallway. She's been like monitoring the uh, far door there that led out to the truck area. And she says, they're all getting to their cruisers and they're leaving. I smell a rat. I think you're onto something here, Marius. Tell me again what you were talking about. You said they're not cops, these guys, you know. Is there a chance that maybe they decide to pick up a little extra work, a little, you know part-time job here and there, or are these the kind of guys you'd more likely see hanging in a cell than working for the force? They all got tattoos, and he kicks the guy that he called uh, Duncan. Um, not kick him, but, like, tow him uh, over so you can get a better look at, like, his neck. Just right above the collar, you can see a tiny cloud tattooed on the side of his neck. I, I think they're part of the cloud posse. They're this uh, outfit that operates out of Stepping Stone, usually. They do speed races uh, through the streets. They also do a little bit of smuggling. Are they associated with the local uh, big-timers? Not that I know of. I used to want to be one of these guys. And now he's, like, squatting by uh, Duncan and um, basically checking Duncan's pockets. Well, do you still? I mean, given the circumstances? <laughs> no. No. Right. Like my pappy used to say, crime doesn't pay, except when it does. But clearly there's something gone horribly wrong out here. And if I'm being completely honest with you youngsters, that goes for you too, Tabitha, I don't think we're really safe here in West Sands anymore. As uh, counterintuitive as it may be, I think maybe we ought to head out for Stepping Stone. But 
That calls into question the matter of our conveyance. I think two things happens here as we bring this uh, session to a close. One, Liliana says, well, I think maybe we have a different place we can go to. And she pulls out this little palm-sized device uh, shaped like a trapezoid. You've never seen anything like it before. It doesn't seem to have any actual discernible features. It almost looks like a some sort of ingot. And then she swipes a finger over it, and a light trails behind the touch of her finger. And a moment later, a projection appears as this device like disassembles itself, its pieces uh, floating uh, in the air. And you see a, a projection of Janus, the planet, illuminated before you. The second thing that happens while you are standing before this like strange sight is that your radio crackles on your shoulder now that you're wearing the police officer uniform. A couple officers are saying, Yeah, we're just gonna do one last sweep of the area. Investigate whatever that noise was. We have a couple people who haven't checked in. What do you do as we uh, close out? Boys and girls, I know that we haven't known each other for a very long time. I know this may be a lot to ask of you, but I'd like to hope, I'd prefer to think that in our short time together, we've gained a certain element of trust for one another. And that's why I'm going to ask you right now to trust me. We are going to hijack a truck. Thank you for listening to Starshot. All music and art was done by Solly, whose Tumblr and SoundCloud can be found in the show notes. If you would like to stay up on the latest news, please consider following our Twitter, at StarshotPod. We'll see you among the stars.